Hey, what's going on? Joe Gojani from the Undrafted Podcast here. This episode was filmed on April 22nd, 2020. Andrew and I debate if Jalen Green made the right decision going to the NBA G League program. We discuss if Double Team, the Disney classic movie, was a good basketball movie or straight up inappropriate. We give basketball tips during this COVID-19 with all the basketball hoops closed down, what you could do to improve. And we even talk about Dennis Rodman since he's going to be the main focus in the Bulls documentary, the Michael Jordan documentary, that's going to be played on Sunday. I also just wanted to take a moment to thank everyone who's been supporting us and following us on Facebook and Twitter, giving us a like or or who has shared our our page and a couple things that you could do to continue to support us is you could go to Apple and give us a rating that way people can find us and know if we are a current podcast that could be listened to you could follow us on Spotify and that way you know exactly when the podcast comes out you can share the podcast as well that way more people can find it And if you know anyone that has a story that was undrafted but was very much involved with sports and has a story that they want to share, um, let Andrew or I know on social media. We are taking people in and seeing if they want to be part of the podcast with special guests. And if you're undrafted and you have a story, then you could be on this podcast. All right. Now, the episode. We are undrafted, and this is the Undrafted Podcast, giving it to the people from the people. And with me, as always, Coach Andrew Talavera. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Today, Andrew... We have news. Well, it's come out the last few days. But Jalen Green, who's currently in high school, has not declared to go to college. Instead, what did he do, Andrew? Jalen Green has gone. He has decided to take his talents to the NBA G League. Yes, he's going to the NBA G League Pathway Program. And... Andrew, what are your thoughts on this? Is this the right decision for Jalen Green to, instead of going to the NCAA to play basketball, which is what people usually do, at least top recruits do when they're coming into the NBA or before they come to the NBA? What do you think? I think this is a great move for Jalen Green. This is a chance for him to really work on his craft at a really young age and be able to get paid for that opportunity. Other, uh, opposed to going to a four-year university, spending maybe six months there at the most, and then going to the NBA draft without getting paid one dime. Um, you know, and I hate to have it sound like all the ma- the money matters, but you know, some of these guys that come out of high school or guys that are trying to make it to the pro leagues, they don't come from. Um, sometimes they don't come from great financial situations. There's people in their lives they need to take care of, or simply. They don't want to have to sit in a classroom all day uh, doing a subject that, you know, they may not be particularly interested in. The only thing they're interested in 
is playing basketball. So I think this is a great move for Jalen Green. Uh, I congratulate him for being one of the first kids to actually one of the first top five recruits to do this. Well, and I wish him well. There's been other recruits to do this. The last time a number one high school recruit came from high school and decided not to go to the NCAA and go a different route was Brandon Jennings. And Brandon Jennings was an NBA player, a solid NBA player for a few years. He had a great rookie season, but ultimately his career ended up not panning out very great. Um, do you think that the same thing would happen to Jalen Green? I mean, you, you learn a lot going playing with other people that aren't your age, but at the same time, I feel like that could, you know, be a negative effect on a player. I think Jalen Green in this instance, I, I know back then uh, there wasn't a uh, again, there wasn't a whole lot of guys going to the league, um, going to play professional basketball right out of high school. And Brandon Jennings was certainly one of those first few guys, at least a top five recruit to go do that. Looking into the contract that the G League is offering, this is called, it's called a select contract. And I, I, you can actually find this information on the G League website. And basically the contract states that Jalen Green would not be playing for an actual uh, G League franchise like the, uh, the Windy City Bulls or the Iowa energy or anything like that. I don't even know if the Iowa energy still exists in the G league, but uh, basically it's a one year development program um, outside of the G league's actual team. So he would not be affiliated with any uh, NBA uh, farm system team, a G league team. He would be spending most of his time working out and be playing on a select team with other uh, select contract recruits that the G League has able, were able to obtain. Yeah, but that would be such a negative effect on him in branding of himself. I mean, just think about last year or the last two years, really. The NCAA, although they do not pay their players, they do give players uh, a free ride at their school, free classes, free meal plan. They get shoes, they get shorts, they get equipment. I mean, we have a friend that works for... Um, professional sports. He always comes back wearing all their sweatshirts and things like that. Now, you can't tell me that Jalen Green wouldn't be getting paid when he really would be getting paid. And the last two years, Zion Williamson and Trey Young both had huge exposure through the NCAA, through being on TV, ESPN. There's like 30 plus games that we got to see them play in. And they were it, it's basically free branding of themselves it's a way to showcase themselves and i feel like jalen green is really going to be missing out on those opportunities and whereas you're just saying he's he's just going to be working out i want to be able to go on youtube look up jalen green and see some highlights of him i don't want to see him lifting at you know 45 pound weights i don't want to see him squatting i i want to see some basketball you know, games of him actually taking down people. And he, another thing, you said top recruit, high school recruits, you know, don't always go to the NCAA. I have a list of players who decided instead of going to college to play, they decided to go elsewhere. And these were some top recruits. Are you ready for this? Yes. 
Emmanuel Moutier. Mm-hmm. Although he's a reasonable NBA player, he's not a star like a J- Jalen Green. Moutier, Terrence Ferguson, Thon Maker. All of these guys ended up playing in China. And for some reason, this next guy, Portland had a real, real cause for him. They, they did not want to get they just didn't want to get rid of him. Anthony Hart- Simons, Darius Baisley, all these guys ended up going a different route other than school. And I think this may have hurt them more in the long run versus helping them. Right. Yeah. And then some of these guys, I don't know whether they were, I know Brandon Jennings was, I'm not sure what ranking Brandon Jennings was when he was in high school. He was, or Emmanuel. he was, when he was in high school, he was a number one high school recruit. Number What about Emmanuel Moody? Was he a number one recruit he as well? He was number one, but he was a high recruit. Okay. I think with jail, with, to go with Jalen Green and Brandon Jennings, I think they were, I think it was a big deal because Jalen Green was a number one high school player, and he's one of the few outside the um, in the top five. I think Emmanuel Moutier, I think he might have been maybe lower on those lists, maybe a maybe a ten uh, five through ten player. I'm not sure where I have to go back and look. But to your point that these kids need to go to the NCAA to have a better exposure, I definitely agree with that. It's it's a bigger it's a big stage, a lot of important games, a lot of game type scenarios that NBA GMs and NBA scouts want to see these players in. I mean, you, there's you can't trade anything. You you really can't pay for an experience like a Big Ten tournament or possibly a Final Four matchup that goes down to the wire. Those are these are moments that makes or breaks players that when they're trying to get recruited to go to the, or when they're trying to make their name. Um, in college to go to the NBA. So as far as, as far as Jalen's development, I, in, I think him going directly into the, going directly to the G league NBA. The thing about this contract is that NBA scouts, NBA GMs, franchises, whatever, they are allowed to go to his practices. They are allowed to have an up close and personal look at him. And I'm not sure if they're, if this select team is just working out every day. I think they are going to be playing some games, at least against some sort of perfect on with some sort of professional, whether it is within the G league or they set up some exhibition games with um, international team, uh, international basketball clubs. I'm not sure yet. I, we would have to, again, uh, hopefully this pandemic will, um, uh, this pandemic will be sooner rather than later. And we can at least start getting some answers about that stuff. But I do believe Jalen Green being in a, a professional environment that is going to be surrounded by actual basketball professionals 24-7 and not having to spend his time worrying about classes, um, going to a, a bunch of other things that have nothing to do with basketball. Yeah, but you're talking about him like like he he's like in his 20s or something. He'll be 17, 18 when he's mm-hmm. considered a professional basketball player and he's being around all these professional basketball players. The dude is 6'6", 180 pounds. Like, he could be 6'8", when this is all said and done. He's still growing. I feel that he would get the most going to college. And you know what? You bring up this whole 
you know, COVID-19 and this whole pandemic that's going on. If that, if that is the reason why he's going to the G league, then that's a different story. But if mm-hmm. he's going to this G we, this G league pathway program that the NBA has put in, then I would say, yeah, that's probably the best case scenario for him. If, you know, who knows, maybe there won't even be any basketball for the NCAA next year, you know, not to scare anyone, but if, his goal is just to get in the NBA and he's taking this COVID-19 into account, then that's a different story. And maybe this is a perfect opportunity for NBA to be doing this, but I don't know. I, I, I think it's a reach. If he is playing with G league talent, then I'll say this. I went to a, a few Windy City Bulls games myself, and I straight up told you it's like watching professional basketball players play, but it's clearly a step lower. Last year, I got to see Walt Lemon play for the Windy City Bulls. I got to see Samson play for the Windy City Bulls. Both players, great, but you could clearly see they were a step too slow. They were missing reads. And they were just a big fish in a small pond where when they go in the NBA, they're just a small fish in a big pond and they don't get opportunity. Andrew, I did some research. The top last top um, recruited players, first recruit players in the last 10 years from and this was all from 24 seven sports. Are you ready for this? 2010 Harrison Barnes stop me when you know what there's going to be a couple names on here that you're like okay that's an NBA player 2010 Harrison Barnes 2011 Anthony Davis 2012 Nerland Noel 2013 Andrew Wiggins 2014 Jahil Okafor 2015 Ben Simmons 2016 Josh Jackson Yikes. 2017, <laughs> Marvin Bagley. 2018, RJ Barrett. 2019, James Wiseman. And 2020, Jalen Green. And what an upsetting moment for the for Memphis. Memphis in 2019 got James Wiseman, who only played three games for them this year. Due to what was the reason for James Wiseman? So James, the James Wiseman deal was when Penny Hardaway was. Uh, of course, everyone knows Penny Hardaway um, went to Memphis when it was Memphis State when he played his four or his three or four years there when he was in college before he left for the NBA, and he was a big booster of that. He was either a big booster or he was a big contributor to the basketball program at the time. Uh, and also Penny Hardaway is a local AAU coach and he was a high school coach and also a middle school coach um, during his time living around Memphis and Josh Wiseman James. just had uh, what was his name again? I'm sorry. James I know it's White. Wiseman. James. James. White. Well, I'll just call him Wiseman. Wiseman played for one of his teams. Uh, I think an AAU team that Penny uh, sponsored or his name was attached to it in some, for some fashion. In any case, Penny was associated with this team. And I think Wiseman's family wanted to move. They needed help move, getting 
uh, they needed help moving out of their situation. I don't know what kind of financial situation it is or what um, kind of place they were living at, but they just needed help moving out of their home and they needed some financial help. And through Penny's foundation, uh, he was able to get the money to do that. And then when the NCAA, and of course the NCAA looks into all these things and they're looking at tampering and um, recruits and everything, the NCAA determined that it was um, an inappropriate use of funds. um, And everyone knows that Penny's the head coach now. And this is probably a few years prior to him becoming the head coach of Memphis. And that's basically what happened in the scale, not to get too um, deep into it. But that's why that's why uh, Wiseman was suspended the games he was. So Memphis took Wiseman. They were able to recruit him and bring him to Memphis. And he only mm-hmm. played three games until the NCAA went into all of this. And they said, you're not allowed to play here. And eventually he wasn't playing college basketball anymore, but he did make a name for himself. He's still on uh, the high draft boards today in mock drafts. And he's projected to go in like the top three, easily top five. Jalen green said, if he was going to college, he would have been on Memphis, man. If you're Memphis, that has to suck, right? Like you're, you got, you could have had two of the best players in the last back-to-back classes the last two years, and then this happens. Yeah, they put together one of the best recruiting cl- I think they had a number one recruiting class on the year with uh, Wiseman, and then they were going to even have a stronger recruiting class this year. And now with the, you know, the NBA trying to get involved with, um, with, athlete- with uh, you know, amateur athletics, uh, it definitely puts a strain on the college game, and and that's just how it, and that's just how it's it has been um, in this country, or at least with the with the college in this country, with colleges in this country, and the NBA, where um, it's two separate games. And but again, that's a diff- that's a different topic on a different podcast. So, and as I mentioned before, the last top ten first recruited high school players, the Harrison Barnes, the Davis, Noel, Wiggins, Okafor, S- Simmons, Jackson, Bagley, uh, Barrett, Wiseman, and Green. Granted, it's only been a few years for some of these NBA players in the NBA, but only two of those players, two out of those 10 players, have been in all-star games in the NBA. So, Although you're saying, yeah, it's great that he's going to the G League and he's going to be around all these professionals and he gets, uh, you know, a small payday versus, you know, him in the NBA one day. But at the same time, maybe this doesn't even mean anything, right? I mean, these first recruited players that all did go to the NCAA, only two of them were all-stars, but all of them are in the NBA. Yeah, I believe... I think I think that I think that's the main thing. I think most I I think the it depends on what your end goal, what your end game is going to be with some of these kids. Uh, are you with these? What well, basically what these high school kids want? Do they want to be an all star or do they what? Do they just want to be in the league? Do you just want to start earning their living as soon as possible? You know, because because of their talent. What is the um, solution? I think you let them. I, I honestly think these are the 1% of kids that will go play college athletics. I mean, college athletics already. You, you're, if you're talking Division One, 
kids, you're talking two to three percent of kids that play high school sports. And the kids that get to play at Duke, North Carolina, uh, Michigan, um, other pop, other top five programs, those that's one percent. And I think it's I think it's okay for to let kids start to start um, their careers early. I don't know why it's uh, it's so it's so stigmatized with with basketball, um, with high school um, amateurism. Now it's very stigmatized. If I had to choose what would be the best choice, I would say going to college versus this G League program. But this G League program, is this a shot at the NCAA? I mean, it's clearly going to take away players that could be showcased under their medium. And it seems like the NCAA and the G League are going to be almost trying to take players from one another. Is this going to be something that we see moving forward or is there, are they going to be butting heads? What's ultimate, what's the end game here? I honestly think that the NBA sees that, you know, guys like RJ Hampton, guys like LaMelo Ball, guys that have gone to China, uh, Italy, um, Europe in general to go for, to start their pro basketball careers. I think the NBA is tired of losing guys to other leagues outside the NBA. Um, it's not so much as a shot at the NCAA, even though that's where most of NBA franchises get their players from. But I honestly believe that they're the NBA is like, well, we're losing guys to Australia and China. And Australia does have a path to pro program, um, especially for American players that want to go over there and including their local Australian players. But I think the, I think Adam Silver we're caught wind of problem, this, right? Right. Yeah. And Adam Silver caught wind of this and he's like, well, you know, the NBA's here, the best league in the world's here. Why can't we develop our own players? And if the NCAA is going to continue to be combative um, with the uh, with the status of amateurism, or what is what's the definition of amateurism? Then the NBA just said, you know what? Well, we have the money; we can do it. No problem. Do you think within the next five years, the NBA and NCAA will somehow come to an agreement on players coming out of high school back to the NBA? I think they'll come to some sort of agreement. Adam Silver's doing been doing a great job of being the liaison between the NBA and the college game, and and also uh, creating a committee of people that are also in touch with the NCAA. Bottom line is that you know the one and done rule is going to be over by twenty twenty one. So we're going to see an influx of high school kids. And I, in in my hope, I in my end game, I want to see the American basketball system, the farm system, be more like what we see in Europe. Andrew, you and I had an interesting debate about a few hours before we, you know, started this podcast. You and I were in a, a discussion. We were. I think we were talking on the phone and out of nowhere, you went into this big rant. What did you get in a rant about? I asked you, cause I've been, cause I, of course I, you know, with, <laughs> with the virus, with the, with the virus going on and everything like that, I've been, you know, kind of been scouring all my uh, streaming uh, services and Disney plus 
um, has a lot of basketball movies and a lot of Disney Channel basketball movies that I've never seen before that because I didn't have cable as a kid. So everybody so everyone like you that had cable grew up with these movies and I'm just seeing these for the first time. There was uh, two movies that I've that I've seen. I've seen Miracle Shot. And this other movie that 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 we've been that that's been hotly debated, um, <laughs> double team, double team, double, double team. team. I I love double team. See, I don't like double team. Why? I don't, Why wouldn't you like it, double team? You have the two tall blonde girls who just dominate. I so I I gave this movie another rewatch. <laughs> right, and, and then what was the first? and I, and I still don't like it. Why? I still don't like it. Here are a couple. Here are a couple quotes in the first, let's say, a couple minutes of the movie. Oh my! Gosh. So the we're getting so let's from let, double let's, team. All right. What, let, what let's, are let, let, I'll paint the setting for all the listeners out there. So if you no, know, if no one's seen, oh, sp- let's say let's say this before we start right. going into this. Spoiler alert! Okay. Spoiler alert! It's fair game from here, fans and listeners. Okay, so. Double team. The first scene, so the the two blonde girls, Heidi and Heather, they're twins, and they are playing volleyball. They're volleyball players, and they're at this gym just having a practice. And it's strange because their coach is there, but then who else is at this? Joe, Joe, can you tell me who else is at this practice? Do do you recall? At at the wasn't it? Um, it was a wasn't it another coach? At, at the volleyball I believe, practice, there was one lady coach that was helping the girls with, uh, um, with uh, I think spikes. I'm pretty sure. Okay. And I recognize her, and this is a deep cut. It's one of the act. It's one of the basketball players from the movie Joanna Man. Oh no, I, <laughs> I was not expecting a Joanna Man reference coming onto this podcast. All right, go on. Great. So the Great uh, so the so the two. We're gonna have to debate that one as well. <laughs> the 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 two people that are also in this practice are two dads. Heidi and he- Heather's dad was there, yeah, and he was on the court. I'm not sure what he was doing. And usually, when parents are at a practice, they're either in the back of the gym or on the sidelines or sitting in the stands. If it's an open practice, if it's allowed. Okay. Um, if it's a closed practice, there's no parents. But this dad was on the court. With another dad. Yeah, well, obviously, you're looking at this from a uh, a coach's perspective, but this Absolutely. dad has two two dominant volleyball players right now. They're, they're in like sophomore, aren't they? Like sophomores, they're like no, they're fresh. They're they're barely freshmen. Even more reason. These are like huge six, like four freshmen who could go on to be elite volleyball players. Yeah, I want to make sure they're doing all right. I think it was quoted in the movie that one they're both six one. All right, six one, still gigantic for a freshman. But go on. What uh, else do you? What problems you? You don't like the the. the so the, the dad, so what else? I'm also see, I'm also seeing this as a parent as well. Oh. I'm also seeing this as a parent. I would not if Kinsley is having a practice. I would not just be sitting or standing in the middle of her practice talking to another parent. So anyway, let's let's move forward. So. The first, what so they're the the two dads are talking about the girls and the one dad's like oh yeah we play at the 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 dad's name is Larry the dad of uh, 
Heidi and Heather. His name's Larry, and he's going on like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, the girls, they play at a small school and blah, blah, blah. Um, and then the other dad's like, well, have you – and he said, he said, have you ever thought about moving your girls to a bigger school? And he's like, well, why is that? He's like, the college – and then the other dad goes, well, the college scouting. Yeah, that's a good point. What problem do you have with them getting college recognition so this this family could pay for their children's college tuition? We're we're gonna get to the college tuition part. Uh-huh. Just, so the quote was, so the 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 dad the Larry goes, well, they play at a small private school, you know. Um, I'm sure, and they're pretty good, so I, I'm sure that you know a scout will get there. We'll go there. And the, and the other dad goes, well, he says, and quote, when was the last time you saw a scout here? Yeah. Well, good point. How are her, hit that guy's children going to get recognized at a small school? Michael if you Beasley are... did it. Michael Beasley went all over the place. And look at him. He got in the NBA. Got he, the guy school. also has, the also, I think the guy also has a band for, has a, he has one of the highest suspensions for he has one he has the most suspensions for um substance abuse. Oh yeah, well that's another story. Right, that's another story. But this dad claims that you have to go to a bigger and better school. And high school. When I said when I say that if these girls are as good as they say, scouts will find them. They'll be fine. They're in California. Yeah, but you know what? those girls ended up going to that big school and you would think they did. you would think they would get knocked down or eliminated well no they both prevailed they were both dominant absolutely they were dominant if they weren't if, and a shame on the other on the other, on the on the one senior i think her name is nikki she was very jealous of these girls but you know again i'll get into that later but Heidi, the sister that's not so good at sports, she has other interests. She has interest in in, in drama and in being in the play, yeah. and just and she and she doesn't necessarily want to play sports. And that and you find that out in the first ten minutes of this movie. Okay, she doesn't want sports to define her. And what happens her, after that? But. But her dad has starts drinking the Kool-Aid that scouts are out there looking for the players right now. And how many times have we seen this in real life? You know, Parents are obsessed, obsessed with getting their kids recruited at the age of nine. Well, and, and you know what? Tell me what happened to Heidi once her dad pushed her away from drama and pushed her into basketball. What happened? She cried. <laughs> she didn't want to play basketball. And At it's also first, this is this this is twofold because A, she didn't want to play basketball, and B, she didn't want to be stuck in Heather's shadow again. Yeah, but that changes Pushing in the her... movie. That changes in the movie. All right. Well, let's talk about let's talk about the dad's uh, his excuse of we don't have money to send you to go to college. Yeah. They, they don't have a lot of money. I don't hey, even know what the money why, is in that movie. Does he even know that his two girls are academically incredible? They are probably so smart they can get an academic scholarship. Has the band not ever heard of that? 
All right. And shame on him for not even knowing about athletic scholarships. Yeah. I'm surprised about no, that as well. Athletic, yeah, but it's different when you have six one freshmen who are great at volleyball. But how does he not know about the academic scholarship part? Because the man, is, do you know what he does for his job? What? He is a lawyer. Well, all he right. He is a smart, learned man. All right, all right. And he's a lawyer in town, and he said he could have gone and worked for a big firm, but he chose to stay local and spend more time with his family. And look and look Wait. what he did for his family. Do you know where Warriors, they live? You know what? They ended up getting they, – they, you know what? <laughs> they didn't live in a big house when they went to that bigger, bigger school. It's not like they had all this money. They still lived in a crummy house. In the movie, Heidi even lies about that to Nikki to try to up her status. But no, that is true. They lived in a small house and he was moving their family for because he saw a bigger picture, Andrew. Well, here's the other. But but here's here's the here's the other thing, though. They they lived in Rodondo Beach, California, one of the most expensive places in California to live in because there's a beach. Okay, and this is 1985. Yeah, beaches were in in 1985. Also, he also I saw his hand right away. I saw a red flag when he said we don't have enough money. Larry, your kids go to private school, <laughs> so they don't go to the public school. And last time I checked, public school was free 99. Yeah, but the, he's looking again, big picture. He's looking at the big picture. But if he doesn't have for in the future, when his kids go on to be in the WNBA, (laughs) you know what? Here's another question. Do you think Heather and Heidi's dad would have had her kids go to that to college or the G League? Trick question. There's no women's development league. All right. All right. Andrew. Everyone, I'm moving on from this double team conversation. <laughs> what? Everyone's stuck inside for COVID-19. We're not able to go play pickup. We can't go outside and shoot on the hoops. Devastating picture. You look at the rim. There's a big like log stuck into the, the hoop, the rim, so you can't shoot. Or some parks just took off the rim so you can't play there. To you know, I think that's thing. even I think I think having the wood, you know, across the hoop. I can't think of a like a worse picture. Yeah, it's it's so sad. I went to go shoot around or I, I drove by to shoot around because I saw that they were still available. This was like, you know, a couple weeks ago. And I was like, I just need to get a sweat on. And then I go there and there's a big log in there. And I'm like, well, I guess they don't want us playing basketball either. Andrew, since no one could play basketball, not everyone has a hoop outside their their house or parking lot, wherever they may live. What are some things that people who are craving basketball can do during a pandemic? Well, the first thing I would say is, if you have if you have a gaming system, get on 2K. That might be able to satisfy your your uh, basketball needs. If you're looking for a little bit something more physical, I would say if you have a home and you have a basement, I would suggest dribbling in the basement. That's what I used to do. I used to dribble in the basement, or I would go out in the garage. 
I've seen a lot of players do that where they're out in the garage just dribbling. You could shoot a basketball to yourself in the air. Uh, let's see. If you have a mini hoop, uh, if you have like a mini uh, wall hoop in your house or you, you try to get one from Walmart, if you're allowed to go out there, um, try to get one of those or order one from Amazon. Uh, let's see. What else can you do? I, Andrew, this is what I've been doing to fill my basketball needs. Are you ready for this? Yeah, I'm ready. I do pretend crossovers on objects in my home. If there is a a doorway, I'll I'll dribble, I'll pretend dribble that I'm going through my legs, and then I cross over to my left, and I'm like, oh, just got past the doorway. And I've been doing it with everything. I'll go by the couch. I'll go behind my back. I'll I'll sidestep the cat. It's 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 getting it's getting bad with me. With this MJ, with this uh, Bulls documentary, I've been doing. I've been working on my turnaround fadeaways, but on going over both shoulders, left and right, and doing a little dream shake in there for all you listeners that know what a dream shake is. And speaking of the Michael Jordan documentary. The next episode is obviously going to be on Sunday. Tune in. If you're a Midwestern, it's going to be at 8 o'clock. And it's going to mostly be on Dennis Rodman. What are your first impressions of when you think Dennis Rodman? Grab a lot of rebounds. Crazy hair. (laughs) Those are (laughs) – I would say those are big things that a lot of people think. Kick, kick the cameraman in the junk. Yeah, all of those things. And all of those things happened when he was on the Bulls. But I imagine that this next episode is going to dive deeper into when he was on the Pistons and his time before the Pistons because he actually had a very rough upbringing. He was someone that went from a lot of different homes. He was someone that didn't play at a big school. And it was just so random happenstance that he made his way to the NBA and he was basically going to be a nobody. His whole past is very messed up and it shows kind of why he almost had like a mental, you know, not a midlife crisis, but like a quarter quarter life uh, crisis and dressing up and, doing all these wacky things, like you said, kicking the cameraman. I think a lot of people are going to be surprised when they hear Dennis Rodman's past. Right. Unless, uh, unless fans already, or even casual fans have already been, Dennis Rodman just came out with a documentary of his own. Uh, there was a ESPN 30 for 30. So that one dives a little bit into his personal life, including the basketball life. But this one's going to be so specific to this bulls team and his relationships with Michael and Scotty before he even probably joined this team. And I don't know if you saw it on Facebook, but uh, there is a trailer for the episode this weekend, and it's basically Dennis asking Michael and Phil if he can go on vacation during the season when Scotty comes back. Do they show their response? Do they say, yeah, yeah, you could do that? (laughs) Well, Michael... To put it, Michael said, I don't get a bleeping vacation. <laughs> if anyone I should go if anyone should go on vacation, it should be bleeping me. That makes a lot of sense. 
yeah. So um, definitely check out that trailer that's coming out this week because I had no idea that that even happened. I, I, I heard that Dennis used to go party all the time, even during playoff, like pivotal finals games in between games. There are some great YouTube clips of Carl Malone and Dennis Rodman in the WWE wrestling each other. That's right. That's right. That that's a I think a lot of people don't know that one. Yes. That was a big one. I think that's actually around the time they were in the playoffs too, which is crazy to think that he was doing that around that time. Andrew. Yeah, I I had no idea that was around that time either. I wonder if that was able I wonder <laughs> I wonder how their contracts were constructed for that. Andrew, before we go, what is something you're going to make over the weekend? You're, you're not only a basketball coach, you're, you're the food expert here. Oh, what am I going to make? I haven't put into much thought into that for this weekend. Um, Does your daughter eat any of the fancier foods that you make? She'll eat. She'll ask for them, like pasta, for example. She'll ask for it. And then, you know, I put a lot of effort into doing it. Well, when you and say then, pasta, uh, you don't mean like the box. You're actually like making the pasta, right? Once in a while. I usually go to box if I don't feel like, you know, rolling. Because it is a painstaking process to make your own noodles. Um, even though it's so simply, even though it's, it's a simple three-ingredient thing. But, you know, she'll ask me to do it, and I'll do it. And then when I give it to her, she eats, like, three bites, and then that's it. Well, Andrew, thank you for being on the pod. If you haven't already, look us up on Apple. Give us a rating. You just click on the search button, type in the undrafted podcast, press search, and we will be up there, the little basketball that says the undrafted bot podcast that will be us we are also on spotify as well andrew anything else let's try to get to as many likes as possible on the facebook page and you know give us a five-star rating on on the apple podcast and you know share share us as much as possible because we're going to be doing a lot we're we're excited we're, we have a lot of things planned for the next few weeks yes Andrew, thank you for being here. And everyone else who's listening, thank you and enjoy the rest of your day.